Hello, everyone. And uh, if you want to comment, have a conversation with me, please go to the Automotive Free Clinic page. And you can comment there and I can see your comments and interact with you. Uh, I'm reading this book. Let's see if it'll show up. Won't show up. I'm reading the book, The Dawn of Everything, A New History of Humanity by David Graeber and uh, David Wingrow. It's really an amazing book. They start out by arguing basically that the Enlightenment emerged out of a critique of the West by a Wendat statesman, sort of Renaissance man named uh, Candy Aronk. And he argued, he was basically like, the the Europeans came over and said, why don't you adopt our society and our culture? And he was like, why? Y'all are mean. Y'all aren't free. Y'all uh, fight with each other all the time. You kill each other. You don't share. He's like, y'all society is terrible. And he's critiquing feudal European society. And uh, then the Enlightenment thinkers take these critiques and start using these critiques to critique feudal society in Europe and come up with what is called the Enlightenment. So actually the origins of the Enlightenment uh, lie someplace in, in uh, southern Canada or northern United States with what Graeber and Wingall call Americans. They don't call them Native Americans, they call them just Americans. So it's really interesting and the, the crux of the book is that, uh, you know, there's no original human society at all. Uh, hunter-gatherers have, you know, the the story always has been that hunter-gatherers sort of lived in this idyllic simple thing, and they were hunter-gatherers who had very complex hierarchical societies um, with oppression, um, and there were, you know, hunter-gatherers who did have very complex non-hierarchical societies that were peaceful and free, and is sort of as the variability in human society is actually quite large and it's always been that way um, there's not a linear path from um primitive to the industrial age technology has definitely progressed in some more or less linear way but society has always been complex it's always had um there's always been a wide range of variability across space and time even going back to Neolithic eras, what we do know about that. It's really an amazing book. Um, and one of the key things that they uh, say leads to inequality is the concept of property. And they say property arises out of the concept of sacred. So if if something is classified as sacred, it is it can be thought of as belonging to an individual or a group of individuals, priests or a priestly class or, you know, your own personal, um, you know, quest that you got some sort of artifact or a token. And this is where property arose. And um, one of the parts of property that came out of this was people. And um, slavery has existed all over the world at different place, what different times and different places. And most of the time they, the people who were enslaved were people who were captured 
during war. And uh, so those people were thought to be some something like property, and that's sort of the origins of inequality. Um, fascinating book. It totally turns everything we know about um, human evolution and human society on its head before there was sort of this idea that there were primitive, simple, egalitarian societies that had pro progressed linearly, linearly through to complex hierarchical societies with private property and systems of law. And you know, it's actually not like that at all. As humans are complex and have always been complex. We're not that different than we were 20,000 years ago as far as, you know, how our minds work and, you know, how we relate to each other. And uh, I think the argument in the book, I haven't finished the book, but I think the argument in the book is that, you know, maybe we should not try to enforce our way of life on other people. I think that's the central argument of the book. And maybe we should try experimenting with different ways of living and different ways of relating to each other and see which ones work. And that what works in Alabama may not work in Iowa. Um, and what works in Alabama definitely ain't gonna work in China. So, I think it's I think it's an argument for a diversity, a real diversity, a diversity of society. I think diversity has gotten has is kind of a become a diversity of um, a, a superficial diversity with a homogeneity of ideology. But I think these guys kind of say we need to have real diversity. We need to have diversity of society, culture, ideology property relations, we have all kinds of different diversities. And I think that's what they're arguing for. Both of them are anarchists. David Graeber is a famous anarchist anthropologist. And so you can see where their arguments are coming from. But anyway, to close up, I'll say uh, Robin D.G. Kelly. I'm going to read what uh, everybody likes Robin D.G. Kelly. And uh, I'm going to read what they say about um, the book. It says, Graeber and Wingrow have effectively overturned everything I ever thought about the history of the world. A thorough and elegant refutation of evolutionary theories of history, the dawn of everything introduces us to a world populated by smart, creative, complicated people who for thousands of years invented virtually every form of social organization imaginable and pursued freedom, knowledge, experimentation, Freedom, knowledge, experimentation, and happiness way before the Enlightenment. The, the authors don't just debunk the myths. They give them a thrilling intellectual history of how they came about, why they persist, and what it all means for the just future we hope to create. The most profound and exciting book I've read in 30 years. So it's really, you know, Robin D.G. Kelly's pretty famous, definitely an anti-racist and you know, it's really influential. I think it's a really book, a really good book that everybody should read. So if anybody, like I said, if anybody wants to comment um, so I can see it, it you need to head over to the uh, Automotive Free Clinic page and make comments there so we can have a conversation. But if we don't, if I don't get any comments here in the next 30 or so seconds, I'm going to end the broadcast then.
It's really good, Jay. I mean, I can't put it down. It's long. It's like, let's see. Wow, the bibliography is freaking a book by itself. It's 526 pages, so it's not, it's not a, it's not a Karl Marx long or Tolstoy long, but it is long. And I've, I'm, I'm through about 200 pages. I'm sure there's a lot more that I'm going to learn before this is all over. Uh, the Dawn of Everything by David Graeber and David Wingrow. Um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. It's really, really interesting. Um, I think the arguments, I mean, when, it, when he talked about, uh, candy, I think it's candy, a rock, rock, the scholar statesman from the Wendat tribe in the Americas, just really picking apart European feudalism and the idea that that critique was brought from the Americas to Europe and used as the foundation of the Enlightenment is just like it's like a, like it changes the whole approach. You, you see the Enlightenment not as some brilliant European, you know, development, but as part of a long tradition of freedom. Um, that existed in at least in parts of the global South for probably millennia. And that, that tradition was brought to Europe to take on what was a very strange society, which is rigid hierarchies. Um, you know, if, if you walked on the street and you were of a lower caste than someone, you would have to defer to them, you know, very strange type of way of living, um, very warlike, um and you know uh can candy wrong was basically like are fucking crazy man who would want to live like that and that's the basis of freedom what we think about the narratives of freedom that we hear all the time that basis actually comes from indigenous cultures so it's fascinating it's a Everything we know about the Enlightenment, everything we know about human history, everything we know about the relationship between the West, the North, the global North and the global South is just turned on its head. Any more comments? If not, I'm going to end the broadcast.
Thanks, Joy. Thanks for that information. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all tomorrow night. Y'all take care. I don't know what I'm going to talk about tomorrow night. I'll figure it out tomorrow. Y'all, maybe I, I may talk about trucks tomorrow. So we'll uh, may may not be as exciting. Talk to y'all later. Bye.